There's this thing on. One, two, my check one, two. All right. Man, this is our city. This is our city, man. We did it, man. It's unbelievable. Feel like Black Jesus. We've seen the story before. We've seen the story before. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. <laughs> I'm getting rid of all my furniture, all of it, and I'm going to build these different levels, you know, with steps, and it'll all be carpeted. A lot of pillows. You know, like ancient Egypt. Guess who wasn't in the email? Whose name was not in the email? Zion's. Like, what the heck? In the last year, the dollar was equivalent to the defense needs. MVP over there, Sam Preston. He the MVP. Guess who wasn't in the email? Whose name was not in the email? Welcome to Point of Contention. Five minutes, five subjects, five points of contention coming up on the show. Jamaican us crazy. LeBron 12 feet under. Worried Warriors. Reborn Celtics. And Wilt's 100 point night remembered. Happy World Wildlife Day, everybody. I'm Zach Harper. Jade Hoy is producing in this corner. Yards of Longmeadow, Massachusetts, Celtics beat reporter and future author of the book, Mr. Softy, a guide to growing up in Longmeadow, Massachusetts. It's Jay, the kid of Peloton King. Jay, question for you. Does a vampire poop? I think vampires got to poop, right? I feel like just about just about everything eat. poops, except for women. They don't women eat. don't poop. Vampires don't eat. What are they going to poop? They eat blood. They... they Goes right into their system, but then then there's got to be excess. There's got to be something something going on. Does there? Yeah. Yeah. Mind blowing, isn't it? <laughs> I feel like they have, everything poops, man. Hey, well, you just said women don't, so why don't women vampires? Do. I'll, I'll yeah. give it to them. Well, <laughs> there it is. Happy women. Happy women's. Appreciation of women's women, women all over everybody. the land. And in this corner, Bay Area legend, author of two books about the Warriors and a brand new book on sale now, Dynasties. The 10 GOAT teams that changed the NBA forever. The one and only Marcus Thompson. Marcus is baseball. Let's go. Dead as we know it. Yes, let's go. Finally. What? Finally. We Why get do to you want baseball to die? Terrible, boring pastime. Because what? I'm tired of people. I'm tired of people acting like baseball was this incredible sport. I love baseball. My favorite team just won the World Series. It was slow as hell, and nobody cared, and it was designed. It was was the sport for the man trying to keep us down. That's all baseball. Whoa. Baseball is is much more than that. Baseball is incredible. No, baseball is incredible. I'm lying. Uh, I'm uh, not talking very much right now. I'm, I'm just bitter because you feel me Black History Month is over so I'm going yeah. at the neck of the nation you feel going me like nah. the, the white hey, baseball good for owners. owners good for owners for showing the world 
that they are greedy, selfish, and they don't actually love yeah. baseball. So why right. should I love baseball too? Screw baseball. If they don't love baseball, I don't want to love it either. They've got this dude coming out like laughing while he's talking about how they're not going to continue baseball. It's just such a bad look. Yeah. I, how do I say? No, they that? really I, don't care about baseball. They really. I want to say this as respectfully as possible before we start the show. Okay, this is going to be respectfully so disrespectful. No, 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 no. Um, Rob Manfred, Commissioner of Baseball. Uh, you're the biggest fraud since Bob Cousy, and go f- yourself, Rob Manfred. How about that? All right, Jake, start the clock. Minutes for it is gone. Derek Jeter hits a first ball fastball. Deep in the bleachers in left field. And on the first pitch of the game, the Yankees take a 1-0 lead. Take one. Ja making me crazy. Ja making me crazy. Ja making me crazy. Memphis, Tennessee, and the basketball world is still buzzing from Ja Morant's electric performance on Monday night as the Grizzlies down the Spurs 118-105 in what was the first 50-point game in Grizzlies franchise history. That can't be true. Morant, a pure force of nature, elevated himself into superstar status, punctuated by a tremendous dunk of the year on the previously alive Jakob Hurdle. Jade, play the tape. Walker, rebound by Adams, his sixth. Morant blows by Primo. Attack! Oh! Have Jamercy, Demetrius, Jamel, Morant finished with 52 points. Is that actually 22 of 30 shooting? That's what Jade put in the scripts. That's what I'm reading. He also nailed a buzzer beater at the half. Jade played that tape. Adams going long. Morant. want more rant also hit a three-pointer from the logo with the shot clock running down jade tape shot clock down to four he'll pull from deep and put it in oh, oh, oh. average 32 footer fellas what a night for memphis what a night for morant what a night for the grizzlies as the wind pulled them even closer to the warriors for the number two seed in the western conference Praise for G12 came from everywhere. I don't know what G12 means, but he's a beautiful player, Greg Popovich said. After the game, the performance prompted Hall of Famer Allen Iverson to tweet a picture of a Morant jersey hanging off of his MVP trophy and captioned it sooner or later, implying that Ja would become an MVP sooner or later. Quote from Stephen A. Smith on first take. He ain't next. He's now. It's high praise from Stephen A. Marcus, is Ja Morant the real MVP this season? And what's the ceiling on this kid looking like to you? Yes. Yes, he's the real MVP this season. Listen, I I, I remember this, this whole vibe. 2015-16, when Steph was dropping 50 and 40 every night, and we were just like, this is insane. This feels like that, except Steph was in his seventh season and Ja Morant is in his third. So for him to be doing this at this stage of his career, mm-hmm. it's to me, it's it's unbelievable. Uh, I, I feel bad for New Orleans. I feel bad for the people who 
you know, didn't see this coming because I knew I saw one game in Murray State and I predicted this dude would be MVP. He is that good on both ends of the court. Uh, and I don't, you, you can't find the footage of me saying that. So How many other dudes have gotten the MVP stamp? Like, is How that rare or are you just handing out the MVP every, stamp every, to a lot of dudes in college? No, oh, no. Todd MVP Fuller, stamp is tough. Anthony Randolph. MVP stamp is tough. Anthony Randolph got the Old MVP stamp. All right, so that's it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Randolph. I, I think it's incredible mm-hmm. that he can figure out what he needs to do in that game. Right. In this game, he wasn't even getting all the way to the rim a lot. Like he gets to that dotted line, that little floater, that little push floater is money. It's just money every time. And if the big comes up, he's finishing. So like I like I like watching how he kind of navigates the game. Uh, And, you know, his shots getting a little bit better. If if he gets a three down, man, this is done. This is ball game. Yeah. Jay, where are you on the uh, John Morant? Hype train. I don't right know now. whether it's just because you led this off with the job making me crazy and I got the Jamaica thing in my mind. But it sort of reminds me of that scene in Cool Runnings when 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 they're starting to like grab the attention of everybody and even the announcers like pull off their jacket and it says go jam. It's like everyone just loves this dude. It doesn't matter who you are, whether you're another te- a player on another team. He just has a style all his own. And I was trying to think of like other guys he reminds me of. And obviously he has some of the athleticism like Derek Rose, young Derek Rose, like a Russell Westbrook. But those dudes were like super strong too. And there's just a, a wily like recklessness to his game because he doesn't have that strength and he still gets to where he needs and he still does whatever he wants to do. And it's it's right. unlike anything I've ever seen before. I guess Allen Iverson sort of had some of that, uh, where he could just get whatever, no matter what size he was. And then there's a fearlessness. You look at this dude averaged 29 points in January. He's averaging 33 points in February. And I think the fans here have an extreme case of Jamaican fever. Al, so do I. No, 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 no. So do we. Do I have to tell you whose turn it is now? You know what uh, this reminds me of a little bit is... Remember like Derek Rose back? No, before that, back in the early 2000s, Shaq, Tim Duncan, Chris Webber, Kevin Garnett, all these dudes vying for MVP, right? This year, you got Jokic, you got Giannis, you got Embiid. These are all big dudes vying for MVP. And who came along in 01? Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson out of nowhere was just electrifying. Not out of nowhere, but out of nowhere. Yeah, on an out MVP of nowhere. Level. What? No, no, on an what? MVP level though, right? Like, uh, like on a true MVP level where it was like, the flash and the hype had become like winning basketball. They had figured out how to put a team around Allen Iverson. So out of nowhere, this dude is MVP. And, and it feels a little bit like I'm, I don't think John Morant's necessarily going to win it this year, but that momentum is building. Like he is going on a run at the right time. And if people start crediting Joel Embiid's success to, you know, to James Harden being there. Like, that's why he's reached another level and everything. That might take some stuff away from Embiid. Like, we could see John Morant carry this into truly vying for the MVP when it, it a few, you know, a few weeks ago, it just seemed like, ah, you know, he can probably get into the top five, maybe. They're going to be the two seed in the West. Mm. Like, that's, 
Mm-hmm. That's a pretty big, bold statement for MVP. Yeah. Then you add his actual individual numbers. Like, it, it isn't just the individual great season he's putting together. It's also his team is really good. Like, they're they're yeah. going to be number two. It's only a matter of time at this point. So, he, he's got it. To me, his case is incredibly strong. I think Embiid might win it. What Jokic has done is ridiculous, right? But I feel like Ja has an incredible case at this point, especially if they end up the two seed. Yeah, I mean, even the fact that he's just in the conversation this late into the season says a lot about what's going on. You know who's not in a conversation this late in the season that's positive? The Lakers take two. It's not dark yet, but it's getting there. Let me tell you, there's no no sun out there for the Lakers, okay? We'll head out west. This just steaming pile of poop that's on fire that is the lakers season in 2022 tuesday night james gang suffered their 10th defeat in the past 13 games this time falling to luka Doncic and the mavericks 109 104 side note luka who turned 23 on monday got his first put back dunk of his career using a little bit of help by jumping on the back of dwight howard as he uh, got up there for the one-headed jam wait Happy was that birthday. really the first one of his career tip dunk probably i'd be yeah. shocked if it wasn't Jay put the tape. He we'll got find skinny out. and it's scary. What man. a day! What a debut, though. Jeez. It's really scary that he got skinny. Dinwiddie missed it. Mm. Oh, Doncic! A grown man's jam on the, the floor. Lost, dropped Los Angeles just two games away from falling out of the play-in tournament altogether at the time of this recording. Quote from LeBron James: "We still have games to play." <laughs> Jade, play the tape. What a quote. Not me, I'll stay for a woman, for sure. You get the last question. Wouldn't it stay for you guys? What What is your level of confidence right now that you guys will be able to figure out the things that you're talking about? Because we still have games to play. You gotta, you gotta, until you stump me out, cut my head off, bury me 12 feet under, then I got a chance. So that's my confidence. You know, obviously, you know, at the end of the day, we got to come here and win ball games, and we got to play better. But as long as we got more games to play, um, we still have a chance. So that's my confidence. You know, I hate losing. I feel like poop right now. Um, but tomorrow's a new day, and I'm gonna be prepared and ready for for the Clippers on Thursday. But I just that's my mindset. That's just my. It's not even room enough to be anywhere. It's not dark yet, but it's getting there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess until we stomp him out and cut off his head and bury him 12 feet under, I don't know why he would need a double grave. Well, I guess, you know, everything's more uh more dramatic with lebron and you know he's got a chance that's where his confidence is you know where his confidence isn't this fucking lakers team that can't win a game also by the way lebron luca last night iso went on you clearing out said hey i'll take this old guy and he did he scored on you left and right play some defense lebron's checked out man lebron has decided this and team uh, is not yo, worth his he's, time he's just there to get his numbers. I don't know if he was checked out. Luca was like, yo, come out here on this pick and roll. LeBron was in his stance <laughs> and everything. He was trying. He was working him. 
this has been a bad week for the Lakers. They were booed off the court by their own fans. And oh my God, the exchanges between Trevor Ariza and Russell Westbrook and LeBron James with these fans at Staples Center after losing to the Pelicans on Sunday. Jade, play that tape. This guy was literally trying to tell me how to play basketball. So that's why you got the response you seen me respond to. So, I mean, I'm, that was all that was. You can't tell me how to play basketball. Not him. Not that guy. So that was my response. Did, but it did just feel good a little bit in that second half, especially to have the, the fans at your back again and, and kind of anticipating. Listen, I ride or die with the Lakers faithful. So they boo, I'm with them. They scream, I'm with them. I don't Something don't bother me, man. I'm 20 years into this league, I don't care about a boo here, a boo there, a cheer. I mean, I'm with whatever they want to do, let's do it. We all together. This all comes on the heels of a contentious week of rumor, innuendo, reported meetings between LeBron's camp and the Lakers front office to clarify comments LeBron made during All-Star Weekend, comments that the media or the athletics Bill Oram, Lakers supervillain, specifically may have misconstrued, according to LeBron. Play that tape. So I'm so weird that you guys can take, now you guys, whoever started this whole thing, and, I mean, Bill doesn't like the Lakers anyway, so it's always going to be a negative. Anytime Bill says anything about the Lakers, it's going to be negative, so I hope no one in Lakers faithful listen to Bill Oram. I hope not. <laughs> he hasn't said one great thing about the Lakers in so long. Okay, appreciate it. Jay, the drama with this team has no end. Are you buying LeBron's excuse that the media is fueling the rift between him and the Lakers front office? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. This dude has been passive aggressive his whole life. Mm -hmm. He has been the type of guy that when he says something publicly, there's a message behind it. And he always means that message. Mm -hmm. And for him to come out and pretend like we don't know that about him is he's making us look like fools or pretending like we're fools, but we're not LeBron. We've seen this before. We know all you have to do is say, what would you do with a brain if you had one? Do? Why, if I had a brain, I could like, this team's not good enough. (laughs) Like whatever. We should have tried to do anything at the deadline. You're running. He's running out there with Malik Monk. This was their starting lineup yesterday their starting lineup Malik Monk Stanley Johnson Austin Reeves and Russell Westbrook he has like he doesn't deserve to be with those other guys but at the same time like Malik Malik Monk Monk. has been like the big positive for the Lakers this season and when when that's the case it's just not good I think anybody with a brain thought the Russell Westbrook thing was going to work out poorly. It's gone worse than anyone expected. And if you're LeBron, you got to be sitting there wondering, like, what is the path for this team moving forward? Can Is there anything they can do to salvage it so that he can compete next year? And obviously, I mean, they, they may make the play-in tournament. They... They may not, which is crazy, but but th- I mean, he knows this this season is nothing, and he's Terrible. he's totally checked out. Yeah, I mean, Marcus, it, at this point, the only move for LeBron is just get your numbers. 
Go, you're chasing Kareem. There is no competing for anything. <laughs> it is crazy. He can, like, he can he get like 26, this whole time. eight and four with with he, totally he been chilling. Doing that this whole time. No, but I mean, like, like he doesn't even. I don't even think he has to pretend anymore, Marcus. Like, just be like, no. look, man, I'm chasing Kareem. At, at this point, and look, they had a they had a moment even against Dallas where you could see it. they do just enough just to remind you that man to make you say if they put it all together right no, they, I had no, like no, no, no. I had no. that moment no I had that absolutely moment absolutely not they were no. playing they took the lead Austin against the Reeves Mavs had a crazy we were like move see was, was so we're like see I'm telling you see look at this here you go no here you go write them off Anthony Davis could be 100% Look, for the entire four games of the playoffs they'll be in. And you write them off. They're not good. <laughs> They're not good. But you don't have no. to be good to make the playoffs. <laughs> you can still make it. They can still I win a series. Bring... No, they couldn't. They can. Against they get the right... Who? They don't, get to see, face uh... the, they don't get to face the You don't the think they can win a series against? In the first round. No, they don't. They don't. No. They don't get to face Phoenix. They got to face Phoenix. Phoenix or Memphis. Him. Or Memphis wax them. Memphis wax them. Anyone would wax them. Yeah, okay, wax maybe him. they won't win one this year. No, but of course not. The Blazers would wax them. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There was a moment. <laughs> they, they There was a moment where it was like, okay, here go LeBron. He hit three straight threes. They start D'ing up. Stanley Joss is flying all over the place. Nice. Russ, Russ comes down the middle for you. Like, hey man, here we I go. Want, this could work. Marcus, what's it was the like seven name, minutes of great what's basketball? The second name you you put out there in that sequence that you just talked about? Did I say Stanley Johnson? Yes, Did that was the Stanley? second name. Yeah, they, like no offense to Stanley Mello, Johnson. Mello hit corner threes. I'm just saying, I see it, man. Don't be surprised. When the Lakers pull up and come through, when LeBron getting his numbers <laughs> and all these other dudes are hustling, and then they're going to win game one of a series and everybody's going to be like, I told you. And I'll be like, no, you didn't. You wrote them off. I told you that the Lakers still had hope. I'm Ooh. telling you, write them off. You don't even know what a write-off is. <laughs> do you? No, I don't. <laughs> but they do. And they're the ones writing it off. <laughs> You know, here's the crazy part. Like, what are they gonna? The what are you gonna do with Russ? Like, what literally can they do? Buy him out next season. Just eat the money, huh? Just what just, else are you gonna do? You can't the trade second, him. The second they traded for that I mean, contract, do you ha- what are you gonna do? How are you gonna fill him? How are you gonna fill that spot? You have Austin Reeves. Yeah, and yeah. that's a, Malik Monk. Like you have, like you, Kit, it doesn't Kit matter. Kit more, baby. Kit Bazemore. Don't have, it go. doesn't matter how you like. It does like this is also again. This is not Russ's fault. This team sucks. The team sucks. Russ is but a component of that team sucking. You can't pay fifty million for that. And they gave up so many pieces to get him too. Basically doing it right now. They gave up dudes (laughs) who can actually play. Like they they decided not to get Caruso. They gave up Kuzma. Like just, I'm deeming this guys the rest of the season unless they create a malice at the palace type brawl with their own fans at crypto.com arena. We're not talking about they the might, anymore. They okay, might do Jay, that by the way. Do not, like, <laughs> do not put them in the rundown the rest of this regular season. And I guarantee we're not going to have to talk the, about them in the playoffs. The way Trevor okay? Ariza done. Was, was talking to the fans, there might be a malice in the palace situation coming. I will say this, man, I, got, I got pretty excited when Trevor Reason was calling somebody in the crowd a bitch. Like that was, that was, I really thought something was going to happen. Yeah.
What did LeBron that was, say? Uh, LeBron that was, rough. was like, tell me one thing you know about basketball besides that the ball either goes in or out of the hoop. Like, come on, LeBron. You got to come up with better yeah. shit to talk than that. Yeah. You got to. Say, say the Lakers suck. That's what you got to say right now. All right. Take three. The Lakers are worried. Should the Warriors be worried? Head to the Twin Cities where the Golden State Warriors laid a dud. This is his seventh career game against the Timberwolves. Patrick Beverly is the guard version of Draymond Green at the NBA level. Towns unable to get there. And the bucket is good for Peyton. Protocols here have been able to say they have played in every game to this point for their team. Yeah, but this is the play against the Hillman last game in quite power. Losing 129 to 115 to the Minnesota Timberwolves performance that let's say to some should have alarm bells going off jade give me those alarms that's right folks the warriors who started the season 19 and 4 might be losing their way after stringing together their worst stretch of the season through the month of february their losing ways have continued post all-star break dropping three of their last four let's look at the fine print the warriors have been without draymond green for 24 games he has played well technically three times in 2022 because he had that little ceremonial start when clay thompson came back but really he's just played twice clay thompson's playing restricted minutes andre iguodala has missed 15 of the last 16 games steph followed uh, this game up by saying we have a lot of different rotations and lineups and we try to make adjustments on the fly. We have to be more in sync as a five-man unit. Marcus, much ado about nothing or time to push that old panic button on the 2022 Warriors squad. It's, I don't think it's time to push the panic button, but the if there is any panic, it's about whether or not Draymond Green comes back and how he how he looks when he comes mm-hmm. back. What's happening now really isn't the issue. They're probably going to finish third or fourth in the West, which, you know, it doesn't match where they started when everybody was talking about this was the 2015 Warriors again. But in the end, mm. that's a really good finish for them, right? That's that's a quality start. The, the, the worry is if Draymond comes, doesn't come back or isn't good, like you can stick a fork in right. it. Like they're done, right? Uh, this thing all rides on Steph, Clay, Draymond being great and the other pieces coming together. But right now, like Wiggins is trying to be the number two. It ain't happening. Jordan Poole is in, is, is really off right now. He's not playing well. They don't have anybody playing well. The irony of all of this is they got Clay back, right? They rejiggered the, the, the team to get some offense. And here we are in March and it's the same thing again. Steph, go get 50. <laughs> but like, yeah, right? It's like, he, he can't do it. His shot is off. And also, they're like, they know there's nobody else on the team. So everybody's just like, all right, we're going to double the triple Steph every time. So it's the irony is like Steph is back in the same situation again. But if they're a four seed, a three seed, Draymond's healthy, Clay's healthy, Steph is healthy. I mean, that's the puncher's chance they are always going to have anyway, right? So to me, if right. they end up with that scenario, you don't panic. It is questionable whether they have that scenario. though. I don't know what Draymond's going to look like coming back. This is a lot of time he's missing it. He's not back tomorrow either, right? So he's probably got another two weeks. Right. And, and Looney's Minimum. playing 
25 minutes a night as a big man. You keep waiting for well, Looney is like that old 72 Nova where you're like, come on, baby, just give me the payday. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't, don't, don't break apart on me until I get paid. They, they're just playing a lot of guys right now who have no business playing March 30 minutes of March basketball. And that's the problem. So I wouldn't worry about this part. Jay, if I tell you that Draymond Green is back healthy for the playoffs, do you think the Warriors are the favorite in the West? I don't think they're the favorite. I think the Suns are the favorite now, but they're right up there. Like Dray- Draymond, I, w- I cannot evaluate this team while Draymond's out because he does so much. He's a defense by himself. He offensively makes everything so much easier for everybody else and helps guys fit into the roles that they're supposed to be in. And when he's not there, you can just just see the difference in the energy. Like, just the the way he runs into screens, the way he gets guys moving, the way he finds Steph for open shots, the way he, he makes things easier for Clay. When he's not there, everybody else has to try to do more. And then eventually, he's out 24 games, at least a frustration because guys aren't playing as well as they think they should be. Steph is having to do too much. The defense isn't ready when, when Looney's not in the game. Like, who is their center? <laughs> Nobody, basically. Um, so there's just his absence is an enormous hole for that team. Now, if he's healthy, they're going to be great. They're going to be really, really freaking tough to beat. They'll have a chance to win a title. But he has to be at his best. And that's where it's scary that he's been out this long and and you don't know when he's going to come back. Um because I don't think there will be like this huge adjustment process when he gets back. It's just going to work seamlessly. But can he make it through an entire playoffs and play at a level where he, he needs to be like 2016 Draymond, like a real difference maker every single time on both ends of the court. And if they get that, then yeah, they, they're in a great place. But, but I, I question whether he'll be at that place just based on how much time he's missed. Yeah, Marcus, if you had to, like, handicap this thing right now, do you think Draymond is back healthy 100% for the playoffs? I do because he sounds like it. Like, there was a there was a period where you, you just didn't know. And they don't know. Like, the Warriors don't know what the heck is yeah. happening, right? It's a back, which is always terrifying. But when we talked to him, he sounded much more positive about it, right? Like, he, he even talked, which you don't have to do when you're injured. So he kind of... You could tell he wanted to say, "Yo, like, no, I'm feeling, <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good." Uh, I, I do think right. there's a sense that he feels like he'll be back, so they'll they'll see. Uh, the, the The worry, though, here, here's the worry about what's happening now. Like you say, if they're if they're healthy when they get to the playoffs, like Jay says, I think they're in a really good position. But how much wear and tear is happening right now? Right. Steph is averaging nine assists a game since the All-Star break or like like eight in February. Right. And and he's like he should be averaging 15. I mean, they trick so many shots off. Right. They just don't have finishers. They don't have there's no one else to create. So he's got to create shots and he's got to score. Right. And then you start wondering. And and as weird as it seems, you don't want that number that high. Like. You'd much rather have Steph at five or six assists because that means he's shooting the ball. Well, he's got to do both. He's got to take 25 shots and get you 14 assists. And that's, to me, that's what I'm thinking about. How's Jordan Poole doing? 
Jordan Poole. Jordan yeah, Poole he's, he it's been all that. He can't get by anybody anymore. Like he's doing all he's doing like seven crossovers and it's not going anywhere. His shot is off. Like the Clay Clay really it's messed weird, him up, man. It, I think Clay messed him up. Yeah, I wouldn't have predicted that. Yeah, you didn't yeah, predict it. Fault. You didn't predict it. Take four. Was that another Reborn MVP again? Jordan Poole MVP stamp? Reborn Jordan Poole again. MVP stamp? The re- nah. Didn't you do that before the season? Re- rebirth of the Boston Celtics continued Tuesday night. The 107-98 victory over the Hawks. Jason Tatum led the way with 33. The Shamrocks are now 18-6 and six in their past 24 games. Thanks to some tenacious DJ. Play the tape. Time ago in a town called Kickapoo They lived a humble family Religious through and through But yay there was a black sheep And he knew just what to do His name was young JP And he refused to step in line A vision he did see Of fucking rocking all the time He wrote a tasty jam And all the planets did align The dragon's balls are blazing as I stepped into his cave Then I sliced his fucking cockles with a long and shiny blade Twas I who fucked the dragon, fuck a lie, sing, fuck a loo And if you try to fuck with me, then I shall fuck you too Gotta get it on in the party zone I got to shoot alone in the party zone Gotta lick a down in the party zone Wrong, tenacious DJ, but I do love me some Jack Black and Kyle Gass. The Celtics are heading down the stretch as the hottest team in the East. However, some potential bad news struck the luck of the Irish as Jalen Brown went down a first quarter sprained ankle. However, Coach Ime Udoka is optimistic. Brown's injury won't keep him out very long. Jay, this team is loaded with defensive talent. We all know that. Mastermind Brad Stevens has made the moves to put this team in the Eastern Conference title contention. You cover them on a daily basis. How confident are you that this squad can make a successful playoff run? And what exactly is a successful playoff run for this team? In the East, it all depends on the bracket. Like, there's a huge difference between a first-round matchup against Cleveland. Don't be a coward, Jay. Give me an answer. a first-round matchup against Philadelphia. Don't you couch this. Don't you qualify this. Come out here and tell me, where do they need to be? It's it's hard to say when when it could I will be like bully you into a goddamn answer, Jay. <laughs> Tell me where they need to be. I honestly think no matter where Easter they Conference Finals this Ooh. year. There you go. Eastern Thank Conference you, Marcus. Finals. Thank you for an answer. Eastern Conference Finals. Yes. Is that is that is that too much? Mm-hmm. See, they're they're in the they're in the second tier. I would put first tier would be Miami, Milwaukee, oh, Philly. Look who thinks Miami is may, good. Welcome Brooklyn, to the train. Welcome to the culture. Snort it up. They're, they're a tier behind those guys. And I think no matter where they finish in the playoffs, this year has been a success because they found a formula. They found that if you surround Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown with a bunch of competent defenders. You can have an elite, elite defense that can score enough. And Marcus Smart has been a, a good point guard for them. They've they've found that that they can use him at that position. Um, they've 
Jason Tatum especially and also Jalen Brown have taken big strides in like the style of play. So wh- wherever they go in the playoffs, I-, I think this year has been a success for them. Ime Udoka has gotten guys to buy in. But yeah, in the East, it's all about the matchups. Like wherever they I'm go. Not- okay, hold on. Let's say they get swept in the first round. Successful season? Uh, no. no. Oh, you, so you, there you, is you a standard, standard J King. But, but I don't think they'll get swept. Their, their defense will have them be at least very all competitive. Right, in any let, I'm going to throw some options out here. All right. They face the Cavs in the first round. Should yes. they win that series? Yeah, I think I think anybody should beat the Cavs, even though wow. the Cavs have been really good. They're just Rude. not a playoff team. Rude. All right, let's say they face the, uh, I don't know, the the Chicago Bulls in the first round. Should they beat the Bulls? That'd be like a, a toss-up to me, but I think the Bulls would be one of the teams that they would want to see and that everyone will want to see. Wow. Wow. Disrespectful of MVP candidate DeMar It's not DeRozan. even disrespectful. It's just the oh. rest of the East. The rest of the East is awesome. Like, this is the deepest Eastern Conference in two decades? Three <laughs> decades, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe it's since... Been a, it's been a long time the since, maybe. since there have been, like, five or six legitimately really good teams in the East with a chance to win it. And so, yeah, like, like that's why the Bulls, to me, everyone should be lining up to to try to play them or Cleveland Marcus or Toronto. How far do the Boston Celtics need to go for it to be a successful playoff run? If they don't make the Eastern conference finals, Brad Stevens needs to be fired. That's Already trying to credit him for this recent success, like it ain't email you don't Oh, oh, oh! You didn't draft two Jason days ago. Taylor. Two you days ago, it was email you and now that it's March, suddenly it's Brad Stevens. Mm. If they don't make mm. the Eastern Conference Finals, Funny how that works. get him up out of there. Just wait till we get to St. Oh, Patrick's Day, Mark, to see what the talk be, is. Then see there. East, look, if mm-hmm. beat the seven, mm-hmm. you can't beat James Harden in a playoff series. You need to be fired. Period. Bottom oh, line. Oh, shit. <laughs> Bottom line. Marcus, Marcus, do me a, do me a favor. Uh, how many times Steve Kerr been beaten by James zero Harden? Zero times. Oh, zero times. Okay. So that's the standard. That all right? is the white management <laughs> we praise in the Bay. Bob Myers mm-hmm. and Steve Kerr. Sure is. Yeah. Welcome to March. Jade, cut that. <laughs> no, no, seriously, though. No. Please, please, please cut that or have Marcus's no, no, voice no. do it or something. I don't know. <laughs> cut it in. Yes. No, no, for real, though. I, I actually think, I actually think Jay is right. Like, after all of the struggle, and believe it or not, even after Marcus yeah. Smart, like, had to call him out, and after, like, Ime Udoka looked like this wasn't going to work, they've actually found something, right? They, they found something. Uh, Williams, uh, like they've just found something to work with and it might, they still might be a piece of way to compete with like the Phillies and Milwaukee's, 
But man, I think they're now the scary team. Like you were saying, they don't want to face Philly. Whatever. I don't think Philly want to face Boston. I don't think Milwaukee wants to face Boston Ooh. because they're the clear underdogs in that scenario. But they play defense well enough to keep the game close. They've got dudes that are just hungry, that are just flying around. And do you want Tatum? And they, and they legitimately have three. They have three big yes, guys you can absolutely. throw at Embiid. Not saying Embiid would be in trouble, but that's, but that's three and they got wings. bodies that they you got can throw They got yeah. wings that you could just mm-hmm. wear on the, the perimeter players. They can guard you inside and out. And then at the end of games, it's like, yeah. hey, man, you got Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown like as closers. And wow, that I, it is. That's the part that's a little really bit dicey, yeah, but it's not nothing, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, it's it's not nothing. Right. Uh, you wonder where, like, uh, uh, hey, Charlotte is way down there. Remember when Charlotte was good? I was like, <laughs> you wonder where like teams like that are gonna go. Charlotte is, yeah. Charlotte needs <laughs> to turn a corner. Charlotte, yeah, I actually think Boston is in a really good spot because they have figured some stuff out. A month ago, Jay, we were talking about Jalen or, or Jason got it. One of them got to go, and now now One's it makes a go, lot of right. sense with them together. I I think I was on one podcast and someone asked what team I was just sick of watching. And it was it was the Celtics. It was, I, it was this I podcast. It was Celtics this podcast. <laughs> and and so they've come a long way from that. And you, you, when you're around a team, you can kind of get a sense of when they start to believe in themselves. And and this Celtics team has that. And it's been a long time coming. Like not since Kemba Walker and Gordon Hayward were healthy did they really have that belief where they they feel like yo where did where did right this Robert Williams night, like defensive juggernaut thing come from? Like <laughs> he's he, kind of uh, unbelievable watching it, it, him play. It is, yeah. it is kind of crazy because two years ago he didn't know how to Anything. play defense. Yeah. He had no clue where he was supposed to be on the court. He would make crazy blocks and steals, but then you'd be like, "That dude is like not just out of position, but like seven feet out of position." <laughs> and that and now they've unleashed him as like this this always help defender where Al Horford takes the big guy and they yeah. have Robert Williams guard wings. And he just, he just like engulfs teams and, and he's always lurking. And even when he do, he's not blocking stuff, guys are like, where's Robert Williams going to come from? <laughs> like, and, and yeah, his progress over the last few years, like, so could, you mean, could you mean change when their franchise. Ime Udoka took over. All of a sudden. Well, he, it, it, it started last year. Brad didn't really trust oh, him. Credit the Brad for going by the way. Go. I mean, he Brad had a game. Stevens. Here we go, Marcus. Here Brad we go. Stevens. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> what are these faces you guys got on with it? Raspberry Bray. All the right. Take five. In Zero to 100, real quick. Fellas, today, March 2nd, which is the day before you listen to this podcast. Marks the 60th anniversary of Wilt Chamberlain's epic 100-point game, which he did in 48 minutes of work as the Philadelphia Warriors defeated the New York Knicks 169 to 147. Chamberlain broke his own single-game scoring record of 78 points, set in early December of 1961 against the Lakers, a game that included multiple overtimes. Only one player. The late, great Kobe Bryant has eclipsed the 80-point threshold since Chamberlain's historic night. That night, Wilt the Stilt finished with 100 points on 36 of 63 shooting from the field, 28 of 32 from the free throw line, and collected 25 rebounds to boot. Imagine this, guys. Only 4,124 fans were there to witness it. Or, otherwise known 
a Bobcats crowd in 2011. Fun fact, the Knicks, who would finish with the league's second worst record, were missing Phil Jordan, their starting center. The official story was that he was suffering from the flu, but others said it was a hangover. Jordan flu game? Wilt Chamberlain flu game? Jade, play the goddamn... That's a coincidence music. Fuck being on some chill shit. Marcus is Wilt Goliath Chamberlain, the most underrated player in the history of the NBA. And is this the greatest individual performance in sports history? Or did it happen? Do we make too much out of this alleged event? That's what I want to know. Did it happen? Show me the video. Come on, you... They don't have camera. They don't have cameras in. You want you want to you want to try to convince me that a dude named the Big Dipper went off in Hershey? I'm not. That sounds mm. a little. That sounds mm. like some chocolate fantasy here. I don't know if it's real or not. Mm-hmm. I don't know how true this mm-hmm. is. If it did happen, mm-hmm. then it is. It is allegedly. It is the great feat. It is the greatest feat in basket in, in sports history. It it cannot be duplicated except for by Lisa Leslie in the first half of a high school game. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> why does everyone forget about Guy Rogers? Nobody forgets. Guy Nobody Rogers had forgets about Guy Rogers. No, Warriors nobody gives Guy, Guy Rogers, Rogers. <laughs> twenty assists. You know how many times Kevin Porter <laughs> you know put up twenty Scott assists in a Skiles? game? He wouldn't play. Yeah, he wouldn't play with with Wilt Chamberlain. Guy Everyone Rogers should be. Forgets about Guy, Guy Rogers, Rogers where, should have. Where was his favorite, little sheet with favorite, twenty? Uh, you know the, he should have. My 40 favorite assists. part about this, the Wilt one hundred, is when you ever you talk to Al Adels about it, he always says, "Yeah, me and Wilt scored one hundred and sixteen that night." <laughs> <laughs> the odd part about this thing. Uh, 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 Pomerantz wrote the book like on Wilt, like in a 100 point game, and it was like mm-hmm. in some rinky dink ice hockey gym. And for years, the floor that that he that he got the hundred on was just like in storage in a back collected mold. The hoops, like the hoops, were back there. Kids would go play on them. Ice hockey get like it was just like right. And so the the Sixers get a hold of him, slice him up, and and start giving pieces out to fans to commemorate it and people were selling them for like 50 bucks i wish i'd known this i'd have went to hershey and got me whole slabs of it and would have had this thing on weren't alive my, my fiance's father <laughs> one of the first times i met him like he, he knew i was a sports writer he just wanted to stump me and he he asked me where will chamberlain scored his 100 points and i was like that's easy philadelphia he's like nope <laughs> you got hershey. play play <laughs> i got played damn. and i was like damn hershey Hershey? They had a basketball game in Hershey? When they were barnstorming they back then, trying to get anybody Rogers, to watch. Guy Rogers was a hero that night in Hershey. Twenty. How is Guy Rogers getting so much credit for something he barely had a hand in? Man had 20 assists. What are you talking about? Barely in a game where a his hand. teammate had 100 points. How did he not <laughs> he have 50 assists? 50 yeah, assists. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 100 points here, is just here. crazy, man. When you really think... He took 63 shots. He was taking more than a shot per minute on top of the 32 free throws he had. That's mm-hmm. the craziest part. Not the craziest part. Well, he actually hit yeah, his, he free, made he his free throws his that free night. Throws. He, he was made 20 his free throws that night. Yeah, allegedly. Uh, no, allegedly. the greatest part about Hershey, Pennsylvania is that it's not where Hershey's chocolate started. And I don't even understand. No. What? 
Hershey's chocolate started in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which this doesn't make sense to me. This is why I live on the West Coast, because the East Coast can't even figure out where Hershey was created. East Coast doesn't know anything about their history or what it should be. It doesn't make any sense. It's like all these pathways to things that didn't exist. Like it's all these made up stories about Wilt scored 100 points. I don't believe it. Right. This East Coast bias. You know why it's there? It's there to trick us into thinking things happen that didn't happen. That's where the East Coast bias is. That's why out here on the West side, we don't just buy into that propaganda crap. J King out here. We like to do a little something called thinking for ourselves while we're in the sunshine, soaking up all those rays. <laughs> you need to calm down. That's the, right. Uh, the only rays the, that you've got on the East coast are in Tampa. The, uh, the, the one thing I will say is I love the meme where guys after they score like 50 or 60 will, will write, will write it on, on the piece of yeah. paper and hold it up. Like, like Wilt did with the hundred. But I feel like we have to start using that in different ways. Like, we got to get guys after they have, like, just an awful night. Like, one for 21. We, we like, did it like with Ben Simmons. Put that up. Ben Simmons had the Photoshop of him with the one point. Remember when he scored one point in a playoff game? They did that to him. It was messed there were up. No, there were no, there were no PR staffs back then. There were no marketers. The best thing they could do was write on the back of a, a box score. Is that that? <laughs> I'll tell you, that was the perfect PR move. How are you going to get mad at that PR move? It is still the most no, iconic no, photo. No. People we're, are still we're, recreating we're it. it. We're not, we're not, we're what, not celebrating later? it. 60 we're years later? <laughs> yeah, we're not celebrating Michael Jordan crying yeah, no, in his not. Hall of Fame ceremony. We're mocking it. Yeah. They're, whatever. They're still recreating it. They're, it. It still rings out because that PR you know what? A, you know what it really rang out? A t-shirt. That was already waiting to happen. Uh-huh. They should have had 90, mm-hmm. 91, 92 T-shirts all of it. There mm-hmm. should be 97 T-shirts. T-shirts with the number 97 on it in some foreign country. But if they were prepared for this moment, they were not prepared. And that's why it was like, hey, just write 100 <laughs> on the back of a sheet of paper. It's wild to think that Kobe was still 19 points away from that. That one we actually saw, right? That one we can actually I'm just watch saying, a video that's the highest score night still, in 19. NBA that we can prove. You know what? And in the words of Denzel and Training Day, it ain't what you know. It's what you can prove. And I just want to remind you, <laughs> 10 and 17, that was Bob Cousy's playoff record before Bill Russell joined the Celtics. And that's going to do it for this week's Point of Contention. Don't forget, subscribe to all the shows on the Athletic Podcast Network, Warriors Plus Minus, anything is potable, down to dunk. Of course, no dunks, glue guys, Sixers beat, forum club, game notes, Michelle Beadle's podcast, What Did I Miss with Michelle Beadle? For Jay King, for Marcus Thompson, for Jade Hoy, I'm Zach Harper. Keep it locked on The Athletic and don't believe in the 100-point game. But never.